I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104 and uh, this part of the show as you may know by now is called My Worst Gig where you get to hear from the best comedians out there about some of their worst most horrific experiences on stage. It's kind of uh, one part entertainment one part kind of therapy and we'll all get it out there. The person who was joining me on the line now he's been crowned one of Liverpool's uh, new comedian of the year. He was a finalist at the Leicester Comedian of the Year competition and he is the resident MC of the Hot Water Comedy club over in Liverpool, which is quickly turning into one of the best comedy clubs in the UK. I'm delighted to say the man who was also, by the way, I should mention, playing two dates in the Olympia Theatre, one in October, one next year as well. Mr. Paul Smith, thanks very much for popping on the show this evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Connor? Good, good. Uh, as I said, I should be charging people for therapy for these sessions, but we'll, 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 get, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Before we get into maybe some of the, you know, dodgier gigs we've all had to do from time to time, um, when did you start stand-up comedy? Um, I started in 2006. So a while ago now. And where was your first gig? It was in the Royal Court Theatre in Liverpool. I did a comedy course, believe it or not. Did like a four-week comedy workshop where you get to um, you get to try stand up out in front of there was a, a comedian called Chris Cairns. He gave this like four week, like a weekly session once a week for yeah. four weeks, and then. We ran some material past him, and he basically gave us the advice not to be, just to be funny, basically. I was going to swear then, but... <laughs> yeah, st- st- stop being shit, lads. What's, what's going on here? Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't know if I could swear. I, I stopped myself there, but I thought, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, you're fine. You, you can uh, work away. F- feel free to exp- express yourself however you will. So you got the uh, you got the license then after the four-week course, and you were like, Grant, you're you're a qualified comedian. Yeah, now. yeah. Then we got, got to do a show in front of 300 people in the theatre, which was a... Uh, Terrifying, but one of the best things we've ever done. Shit, so was your... So the end of that was a, an actual huge proper gig? Yeah, I mean, it was in front of... Um, they sold A lot of the tickets went to like friends and family of people yeah. who were on the course. There was like 10 people on the course. So we, it, it filled up a lot of them. And then there was, there was some real people in the audience, but not many. So it was very supportive. Um, ah. it, was, it was actually... Um, it, it was stupidly supportive because it made you feel like you were the best comedian in the world when in, in actuality you were terrible. <laughs> You got you got nice and deluded for a few months. You're like, I can do 300 seater theaters for weeks now. This is fine, uh, yeah. no problem. I, I didn't I didn't get to keep that for a few months. The next gig <laughs> wasn't good. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, it's a good, it's a nice high start. And then obviously from from doing comedy for so what's any 13 years you're doing it now. Yeah, uh, nearly, yeah. Obviously along the way, there's there's some horrifically painful, terrible gigs that are just you know par for the course. You're going to have them whether it's the venue's fault or the crowd's fault or whatever. But what have been some of your yeah. maybe more notable horrific gigs that you've you've had to do oh, um, the, the one that always jumps to mind the first time I ever really died on stage it started off quite well believe it or not and I had a couple of 
maybe not smashing it, but like not deaths by any means. Um, I thought they were deaths at the time, but when I had the first actual death, I was like, "Oh no, that's what it's like." <laughs> um, and it was the, it was in a comedy competition called "So You Think You're Funny," which runs they run this, they run the they run heats all over the UK, and then you get to do the semi-finals if you get there at the Edinburgh Festival and the finals there as well, which is on now. And I got to the semis, and I go. I spent eleven hours on a coach getting to Edinburgh. Got on stage at midnight, and I quickly realised that all of my material about buses in Liverpool didn't really translate to an American audience. <laughs> I like nothing else. So got stared at by. Uh, I, was getting, I had to do like eight minutes, and got. I put two minutes in. I was like, nothing had worked, and it was just silent this room. And uh, all I can remember from it was: Jimmy used to watch a show called Babylon Five. Yeah. Do you remember the, the really fit woman in it who had like tattoos on her neck? Yeah. Or something like that. She was in the audience and all I could, I just got, I was just looking at this sea of faces, disappointed faces, and I just remember looking at her and thinking, oh my God, that's that woman I've on five and she just looked at me so disgusted like, <laughs> she was just like, what is this guy doing? Why is he ruining my night? Oh, did you, you actually, you, you, you pointed her out and kind of went, oh, Babylon 5. No, no, no. Oh, I wouldn't have had the confidence to do that. Ah, okay. And now I just I just remember the look, and it was just like <laughs> I had this conversation with myself in my head, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I'll always I'll always remember that. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that look that you gave me. Oh no! I never, I never I've never been able to watch Babylon Five since. <laughs> and then, so, so right, uh, uh, did you wind up? Were you able to do the eight minutes, or did you just kind of like say maybe we should cut it at four or five? Oh no! I always I'm a professional oh, Of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it did me sad. I died for eight minutes. Uh, like a pro. <laughs> and was it complete silence? Was there any chuckles or laughs? Or was it just kind of, oh God? No. Well, m- maybe a couple of titters of pity. From other comedians in the back just going, we'll give you a few. Oh, like, oh, they're, they're, they're the worst when you're dying and you're there one big laugh. You're like, that's the comic. That's <laughs> one of my mates. That is really enjoying this. <laughs> He's enjoying the car crash. He's like, this is, this, <laughs> yeah. this is absolutely yeah. magic. Um, so yeah. did you get to the final then? No, did I, did I help? <laughs> And was it another eleven-hour bus journey back, or what happened? Yes, sat next to sat next to uh, seven Buddhist monks. It made me really contemplate my life. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah, genuinely true. Buddhist monks wearing night trainers, and it just baffled me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, aren't you guys meant to be the anti-material? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose it was. It was ironically, um, possibly some of the best people you could have sat beside on the way home. You know, I suppose they're yeah spiritually guiding you and and um <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah show me that it's there and i can imagine that there'd be nothing worse than you know at that competition because so you think you're funny it's run here as well there's irish heats and a lot of uh irish comics yeah, have gone on and done really well at, at it so it is it's an important thing to for a lot of comedians who've, who've done it so i can imagine at the competition phase dying it just added to the to the sting uh, yeah, I was never good at competitions. Jesus, right? So I mean, that's a that's a good one. Is there any any others that come anywhere near as bad as that one? Or as baptisms of fire go, probably the the only other one that jumps out is the first that I got asked. That one of the first paid gigs I ever got, and I should never have taken it, was a Hindu. Oh, good um, God, yeah. Oh, mate, I know. Obviously, anyone with anyone sane would say no to that. But fifty pound on a Wednesday night. Why are you having a Hindu on a Wednesday night? I don't know, but they were rough people. And it was a, in a pub not far from me, and I was like, it's fifty quid. I'll do that. So we got, I was supposed to get up and do ten minutes, 
goes into this room above a pub and it's only me and a DJ in there. It's 50 women. And I was like, oh God, this is going to be bad. And the DJ's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I said, she hands me this radio mic and I start me set and he just went, he just started screaming, get your clothes off. Oh, and I was like, oh no. God. So trying to, I was like, no, no, come on, we're going to do some comedy. I'm trying to do a bit of crowd work. None of that was working. And the DJ just left shut the door and I was like oh god so you were like let's play this game you know those games that they've got yeah where like they'll have a card yeah and like they'll say like oh you've got to like you've got to kiss two people and you see you see get like hens and stuff playing them when they're on nights out in city centres and like you got to yeah. kiss a guy or you got to get five people to write on your arm yeah it's like weird bingo card thing, thing yeah they have them they have to yeah, check yeah, it yeah, off yeah, and yeah. kind of go so I have to read these out and these girls have to do it so I was like okay this will, get, this will kill some sounds so we'll do this and uh, so it was, it was like kiss someone and they were kissing each other and stuff like that. And it was just mad stuff, right? And then I got down to five in and it was, I, I don't know why I read it. It just said, get a man's underwear. And I was like, oh no. And he descended on me. It was chaos, right? <laughs> he just all this, I got stripped naked by, well, I, I say 50, I got stripped naked by 49 women while the mother of the bride was hitting them all with a handbag. Say, leave him alone, he's only a young lad. Just whacking these, whacking these girls, right? <laughs> and he just tore my clothes off. So, and I was just, and I, so I was, and stood there, bollock naked, with a microphone in my hand. They all went and sat down there, pushing themselves, laughing. And I was like, oh, I'm so They got everything off. They got everything, yeah. They got it. I mean, you think you'd be able to overpower a few women, but 49 women are strong. <laughs> when they grew, when they combine their powers uh, into yeah, one force, there was there was some big ones in there as well. <laughs> so how, so how, how did how did that gig end? Well, do you know what? I was stood there, bollock naked. And do you know what? I always feel like this is a turning point in my life where I was like, because I don't think I've ever been scared of anything after that. And so like gig wise, because I was stood there and I'm I'm, I'm completely naked. And they're all laughing at me. And I was like, well, this is obviously the worst thing that can ever happen to you. You can either, like, completely stay away from it or just carry on. So we just carried on doing this, set. And they all, they all just started screaming. They gave me a massive round of applause and stuff. And they, started, they all bought me drinks. I ended up, I ended up there for about three hours getting pissed at them all. You're <laughs> just sitting there at the bar naked going, oh, what's going on? Another pint. <laughs> yeah. They gave me my underwear, underwear back. I'm getting pissed at them in my underwear. I can just I can nearly see it in your eyes this magic moment of you kind of going from the torment and the terror of what's going on to listen we'll just get back into it I have another six minutes left and we can we can wrap this up on a, on a strong joke <laughs> yeah wow well, it's like one of those things isn't it? Like, you, it, like, the worst thing that can ever happen to you is, is, is it can be quite a freeing thing that's that's impressive I mean I don't know how <laughs> I would have uh, anyone could have handled that kind of situation and how many years were you doing comedy before that happened mate that was early on that was about I can't have been any more than about 18 months then. Oh, good God. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah, get it under the belt and then after that you're like, yeah, we yeah. can go out and die on our hole because nothing as bad as that will ever happen again. Fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've died a gig since. You're like, ah, well, at least I'm not making them for the Well, yeah, at least you've got me clothes on. Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's magic. That's absolutely brilliant. Because I've spoken to a lot of guys, and some of them, um, like last week, somebody, you know, fights have broken out at gigs. They've had glasses thrown yeah. at them, and they've, they've been gone to, you know, it's a it's a gig, but it turns out it's a spoken word event at nearly like a, oh, the yeah. afters of a funeral, and it's like, oh, this isn't comedy at all. But getting, but I think you've just taken the biscuit there. It's going to be incredibly difficult to beat that as as the worst gig experience <laughs> ever. 
<laughs> I need to get like a little trophy or a belt and post it over to you and go listen we're going to stop this now because you've nailed it or yeah actually a pair of boxers just for I'll post you over a pair of boxers and just go oh, a golden pair of the boxers champ, yeah. the champ little on the bum <laughs> God, right. So apart from those ones, um, you've had a crazy couple of years over the last um, couple of years with your tour and, you know, you've got arena dates, you're doing the Olympia Theatre here, which is a crazy venue, you're doing two dates here. What have been one or two of your personal uh, highlights doing comedy over the last 13 years? Uh, Doing that, doing that whole tour last year was just phenomenal. Because I've I've been resident host of Hot Water for coming on 10 years now we've it started off as an open mic night and it's kind of grown yeah um, and it's gone mad over the last two and a half to three years and then I my stuff kind of go, started going mad itself 18 months ago and it was it was really it took a while for it to sink in and it wasn't until I got to that first like 1300 seater venue and I was like oh my god these are all here to see because you, you just expect no one to be there and um, <laughs> yeah. That was in Liverpool, and I was like, okay. And then the day after, we went and done Cardiff, and that was a real mad one because, like, it's one thing that happened in Liverpool where you live, but then being like, I don't even know how far away Cardiff is from Liverpool, but it's a few hundred miles away. It's a different country. Like, it's, yeah, different country. Um, so, like, I think there was like 1,300 people in that one as well. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then every gig started selling out, it was mad. And then we ended up doing the arena at the end of the year. And that was just phenomenal. But yeah, doing um do you know what? I'm not just saying this to wind you up. We did the last lounge in um Dublin last year. We did three day three days to the last lounge. Yeah. And that was what the best because I haven't been to Dublin before and it was incredible. Yeah. That was one of that was one of the highlights. I think Dublin Dublin, Belfast, Glasgow, Newcastle, Manchester, just all amazing cities. Yeah, it's amazing cities to have a night out in. And uh, getting to do sold out shows and then go on mad nights out in these places. It's just incredible. <laughs> so, speaking of you coming back, because uh, you're doing the uh, Olympia Theatre, it's the 6th of October, correct? 6th of October and then the 16th of January next year as well. That one's sold out on the 6th of October, I think. Oh, brilliant. Well, congratulations, sir, selling out the Olympia. That's going to be another cracking gig as well. And if somebody, oh, I take yeah, it via your um, Facebook and website, if someone's listening right now and wants to go in and maybe uh, see you next year in the Olympia, best place to find tickets are your website, yeah. online, Facebook. You go on. You can go on the hotwatercomedy.co.uk, or you can go to the Olympia site, I believe. But yeah, best place to get them would be hotwatercomedy.co.uk. You can get to all all of my shows there. Or if you go on my Instagram, at Paul is the Joker, there's a link in my bio there, or on the on the Facebook comedy page, there's a link on that as well. So Paul Smith comedy. So yeah, it's not easy. They're easy to find if you look for them. Deadly, deadly. Well, listen, um, Paul. Thanks for coming on and sharing um, those. They were magic. <laughs> they were special. <laughs> You've raised the bar to a different level. And best of luck with the uh, gigs in, in October and when you're over here. Uh, I know you're, you'll be up in Belfast as well. So Dublin, Belfast, yeah. and you'll be back next year as well if, uh, if somebody hasn't got tickets now and wants to get them, you can do that. But uh, Paul Smith, thanks very much for coming on My Worst Gig Thank this week. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, mate. Speak to you soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.